Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Here we are again. Here we are again. Here we are, are, are. Here we are, are, are again. Here we go again. Here we go. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Well, you did tell me earlier you felt like your head was getting bigger. My head is getting bigger, <laughs> or you are taking a millimetre or adding a millimetre, I don't know which way it is, onto my glasses every day. <laughs> oh, that's the reason. You didn't kind of quantify why oh, you felt right. your head was okay. getting bigger. You just said, I feel like my head's getting it bigger. It is. My glasses are getting tighter. So either you're sort of bending them inwards <laughs> slightly every day. Or my head is slowly exploding. I really, really wish I'd thought of doing that to your glasses to send you into this state of meltdown. Someone is. And it would appear somebody every evening decides to grab my glasses and put the thinnest smearing of lard on them or something. (laughs) Because I seem to have to wash my glasses every day now. So... I don't know what the hell's going on. Greasy glasses are not cool. They're not sexy. Guys, if you've got greasy glasses... Sort it out. I mean, it makes you sound a bit manky. It does, doesn't it? Listen, it's my week this week, Brian. It is your week. And before we get on to my choice... Go on. And I'm staying high class with my choice. Um, I just want to say we've lost two iconic actors this week, this past week. Oh my God, have we lost Lewis from Hollyoaks? (laughs) (laughs) He he did a very good performance as Lewis from Hollyoaks. He did. Don't... Don't be unkind to that man. No, go on. I'm talking about Dame Angela Lansbury. Yes, the Dame herself. And what a legend, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, that's sad, man. Getting Both older sucks because all these amazing people totter off this mortal coil. I agree. I'm not prepared for it. I don't like it. <sighs> I mean, you know, what else can we say? Well, I, I do a minute silence. It but seems, seems really bit, not cool on a podcast. Seems a bit excessive, doesn't it? It nearly swayed my choice for this week. Well, oh. it was going to sway my choice for this week, but I thought, do you know what? Stick to your guns. Don't yeah. don't be pandering to your own emotions. Exactly. Today. We don't need to watch Harry Potter tonight. <laughs> so. Go on. Three clues for my choice this week. Oh, yes, please. Go on then. Number one. Yep. I've chosen an Oscar winner. Ooh. Now this one. As best... in the film. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Go on, what was the gag? No, I said as in the film won an Oscar, as in one of the actors. But go on, go on, go on, go on. I'll let you finish. Yes, yes. Mm. You'll learn a lot more if you let people finish their sentences. This has started well. Um, It won Best Motion Picture. Okay. Best Performance for an Actor in a Supporting Role. And Best Adapted Screenplay. That's right, I'm bringing you a triple winner. Wow. Second clue? No. I think I've got it. Okay. Is it Water Babies? <laughs> it's not. Okay, okay, let's carry on, let's carry on. Number two, tagline for the film. Yeah. This is the story of a lifetime. Oh no, this is going to be a woman's film. <laughs> I can't handle any more of these films. I apologise to any female listening. I know I sound like a complete misogynist pig, but... Oh, I'm so bored of being in touch with my feminine side. Right, let's get on to clue three. Okay, go on. This, this clue is a go doozy. On. Yeah. There is an actress in this film that yes. was that was also... That's good. That's not an all-male cast. <laughs> yeah, it's Excellent. not all blokes. Yeah. Um, that was also in the 1987 BBC children's series, Simon and the Witch. I mean, <laughs> how the hell would I know about Simon and the Witch? I mean, it was a classic uh, 80s kids TV show, Brian. And if you don't remember it, you need to have a word with yourself. 87. 87, I was 12. Mm. I was more interested in Arsenal Football Club, greatest football team in the world. And Well, that's turned off 50% of our listening public. I very much doubt that. <laughs> I very much doubt that. Come on, do you know what the film is? No. I'm going to tell you what we're going to watch. Go on, then. I'm, I'm telling you, it's top notch. Go on. We're going to watch Moonlight. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you talking about the series with Bruce Willis and... Uh, No, no, that was Moonlighting. Okay, I don't know Moonlight, I've never heard of Moonlight, no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Has it got a poster with some woman in front of a moon on it? No, that was Cher in Moonstruck. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Let's go watch Moonlight. What's Moonlight about? Well... Oh my God, Moonlight. Now I think you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, yes, I think I do. 
Let's go watch it and we will return. The story about... Yeah, I think I was going to pick this one week. Mm-hmm. No, so my brain... Gone. Yeah, it was massive. It's a yes. brilliant film. It's one film I love. Well, do you? Because you don't even remember having seen it. <laughs> Let's go watch it. It's that M- boy's Maybe life. for the first time, Brian. No, and we not will... for the first time. I think we went to the cinema together to see this originally. Well, we'll see. Oh my God, you are so <laughs> smug. <laughs> so smug. All right, let's go and watch Moonlight. I do now remember Moonlight. Okay. So you this is what happens me. when you get old, people. You threw me. How did I throw you? I told Some, you it was called Moonlight. An actress from the fucking Wizard and the Witch Simon, or whatever it was called. Simon and the Witch. Okay, and then... Naomi Harris was in Simon and the Witch. Oh, for fuck's sake. As a child. How many episodes? Like half of one? Um, no, about nine. Ooh. <laughs> I bet that's high on her resume. <laughs> All right, let's go and watch Moonlight. See you in a minute. Bye. Dancing in the moonlight, everybody's feet. Oh, no, that wasn't the right I mean, thing either, was it? I mean, that can be more of an out there, incorrect feel to the start of the second half. Less incorrect than, oh, are we watching the Bruce Willis TV show or... Yep. Oh, is it that film with Cher? Well, yeah, okay. L- less correct than either of your I, two assumptions yeah. at the beginning? Yes, I wasn't right. <laughs> um, Moonstruck is the one I was thinking of. <laughs> um, I've got another confession to make. Confession time. I know, I know. It's confession time. Are you ready for the penance that comes with the confession? That's the uh, big question I'm going to get a penance. <laughs> Yay! They win those in America. Is no. that because you've been watching Americans? Is it penance, Brian? Penance. It's what you get after you go to confession with oh, the priest. I thought that was change you got in Lidl when you paid for something. Oh, for goodness' sake! What's your confession? My confession is, I own this film on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I love this film, and I own this film on Blu-ray. It's in the drawer beneath the television. So not only did you not remember, this is this is seriously middle age creeping up on you. Middle age, nothing. Not only, not only did you like... not remember what this film was. Yep. Um, we've just watched it on standard death yep. on the uh, BBC iPlayer. Well, it's high def, but yeah. <laughs> but we've watched it on BBC iPlayer when yep. you've got a Blu-ray of it in the. Yeah, drawer. I realised that when it started. I thought, oh yeah, I bought this. Why didn't you say stop, stop? We can put the Blu-ray on. It was fine. Okay. Well, yes. let's let's hope other people know what the hell this film is and what the hell we're about to well, talk look, about. Otherwise, this is going to be a very weird podcast. I think the good news is for filmmakers out there, just because I can't remember the title of your film doesn't mean I don't love it. <laughs> like, not even like it, like love oh, it. I fucking love it. Bought it. <laughs> Honestly. Paid for it I'm, twice. Saw it at the cinema, then bought it on Blu-ray. Done. I really am concerned about your memory. It's getting worse and worse. What is? Sorry. Exactly. Way, <laughs> but... Let's start with a incredibly... Sorry, I'm still enjoying my joke. <laughs> Listen, Great. We haven't all got time to to wait for you to finish okay. your gags. We'd be here all day. Um, synopsis. Yes, let's do it. For this film. So, as I've said, it is available on iPlayer. I'm not sure how much longer it will be hanging around on there. Yeah, not sure. But if you haven't but seen it, it please, please do go it's and watch this film. It's also available on Blu-ray in my flat. <laughs> so, Pop round, we'll, yeah, lend, we'll lend, lend you the... The Blu-ray well, copy. I say lend or rent. <laughs> Synopsis, Brian. Yes. A young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence and burgeoning adulthood. That's it. Wow. That's it. Okay. Short, short and sweet. Um, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. I would perhaps argue that uh, the struggles that he goes through aren't necessarily the everyday struggles of childhood. Yeah. I, I think he's he's got it pretty hard. I mean, I think, unfortunately for some kids, probably a lot more kids than you think, that's well, an everyday struggle, but... Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of kids that are, that are dealing with things like this. I'm just saying it's not, a, it's not an every, everyday struggle, is it? No. Let me tell you why... I decided that we should watch this film. Yeah, come on, Sinead. Why this film? Why? Three Ps. Go f- go for it. Powerful. True. Performances. True. Perfection. Yeah. yeah. Mi- mic drop. I know. 
I know. I mean, I would drop the mic, but it would disturb the the podcast. Mm. I completely agree. I just think it is stunning in every way, shape and form. Yeah. I mean... From script through to performances, through to the visual look of the film, the music, the emotion. It ticks all the boxes. My first thought when this finished was, you are going to really struggle to find reasons to dump me today. Well... Like, really struggle because... I've already got one, so... Oh, wow, okay. That that came from the intro before we even began. Okay, so for me... This film, and I wrote this right at the top, I mean, I haven't written much, to be honest, but it's a work of art. This film is what you're talking about when they say film is an art form. Completely. This is it. This film is fucking amazing. It smashes it out of the park. It's a real life story. Mm. It's an actual real life story that manages to use and manipulate the viewer's emotions mm-hmm. to take them on that journey. It is beautiful in every facet. Completely agree. What I think it does beautifully is tell an incredibly personal story, Yeah. yet make it completely universally relatable. Yeah. Even though you won't necessarily have experienced what this character experiences. Yeah, most people won't have lived the life that this poor little shit's lived. Yeah. Lived. Yeah. But but the emotions, the characterization, everything that he goes through is completely understandable. We can completely relate to his character totally. and feel all the emotions throughout each portion of this film. It's totally. it's brilliantly done. That's not an e- that's not an easy thing to do. It's really not. And actually it's it's taken a regular environment, um, an environment that's kind of, and this is a really bad word, but like an impoverished environment, mm-hmm. and made it the whole universe. It's which your world, when you're a child, yeah, yeah. your I world mean, is the well, whole universe. Your isn't world it? Yeah. is anyway, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're an adult, whatever. Yeah, know. but even more so when you're a kid, I think yeah. you can't see beyond the boundaries yeah. of the the world in which you, the, the environment in which you live and it also shows different sides to everyone like there are wow the rosas have come um <laughs> for it, Brian. there are in this film so many dualities oh. of person oh i want to talk about this good good because Ooh. because one of the people that i like the most one of the characters i like the most in this the most and and may I guess who 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 you're going to like the most? If you want. Oh, now I'm doubting myself. I've jumped oh, in. There you go. You have I've jumped, jumped in. in. Go ahead, um, embarrass yourself. I'm going to go with one, the the man, the drug dealer who the original looks kind after Shiron. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, yes. you haven't embarrassed yourself. That is how well I know you. Tick, double tick for me. Yeah, which is. Really strange, because I don't know any crack dealers. I've never met any crack dealers. I've never lived in that environment. I've never done anything. But the sheer fact that this person is the only one to listen to that child, to actually give him a feeling of belonging and doing it out of his heart, out of the kindness of his heart, even though... On the other side, he's, he, a, dr- he's yeah. a drug dealer. Yeah, he's exactly. selling... His dealers are selling the crack to his mum. It, it's just so good. It's so good because people who... All people are good. Deep down, all people are good. They just do what they have to do. They or, don't necessarily do good things. No, exactly. They, they, they do what they feel they need to do to cope. And I can't comprehend what it's like to live that life. Thank God. And it's just amazing. It, it, you see, a ref- he sees a reflection of himself in the kid, and at the end, I mean, the kid basically becomes him. Yeah, and it's just—it's insane. It's so insanely good. I completely agree with you. So that is one of the things that I think this film does brilliantly. It gives you fully rounded characters. Yeah. That, as you've said, can can be doing bad things, but are not necessarily bad people. Yeah, 100%. and I and I think um, he is the prime example of that. And that was one of the Oscar wins this film got was 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 um, 
Mahashala Ali's performance as one. He's fucking amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. He should have won it every year from that <laughs> Every year. <laughs> yeah, just regardless. A special award for him. I just wish I could pronounce his name, but he should have a special award every year. Special Oscar to that man. Because if anyone plays a father figure better than him, I want to see it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And you get that duality of character and the fact that, yes, he's a drug dealer. He's out there. He's selling drugs to to this kid's mum. Yep. Um, but I mean, yeah. unawares, he doesn't actually physically deal it to her himself. Well, no, because he's... His little street dealer yeah, deals it to him. He's but, kind yeah. of the head of the chain, isn't he? But he is out there yeah. dealing drugs. She is taking him. Um, but it, even, sorry to jump in, even that was a brilliant part where the kid is asking him about whether he's gay or not. Yeah. And he's sort of, you know, am I gay? How do you know? All yeah. this. And, you know, he's basically saying that some of the phrases he's heard while he's out and about, he's like, this is just a way to make gay people feel bad. Yeah. And he's like, how do I know if I'm gay? And he said, like, you know, you don't need to know right now. You'll yeah. know when you know. Don't stress about And his about girlfriend, knowing. Teresa, says, yeah. you'll, you'll know yeah. when you it's know. It's all right. But then he says to him, do you sell drugs? Do you sell drugs? And he's honest with him. Mm. Even though mm. you can, even though he's crying and it's tearing mm. him apart, mm. he's honest with the kid and the kid just walks out. Shit, I could have just cried. Well, he doesn't just start. He asks him something else as well, doesn't he? He says, do you sell drugs? Oh, yeah. And he said, yes. And yeah. then he says, does my does mum, my mum take, take drugs? drugs? And he says, and yes, says to yes. both. He's the yeah. only adult that's honest yeah. with him. And he he leaves and it's like, wow. Mm. It, it's just it's just a stunning scene. That, Heart-wrenching. That's what adults need to be, is honest yeah. with children. You don't have to sugarcoat everything, but at the same time, you know, it just... It's just beautifully done. Beautifully done. Yeah, and I think that is down to the writing and the performances. Totally. Um, Because ultimately, normally when we get to see drug dealers in films, they are cast stereotypically as this bad person. They don't normally have any particular redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, And that's what this film does differently. And it also does it with Chiron's mum. Naomi. Naomi Harris, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So her character. By the way, fucking hell, what an actress! Amazing. I've got a, a lovely little fact for you about uh, her later on. Cool. Um, Something to do with a witch, a lad called Simon. No, oh, I've, okay. I've already covered that, Brian. Sorry. If anybody wants to see a young Naomi Harris in Simon and the Witch, just Google it. Okay. It's out there. You can right. you can watch that. Um, her character, so Sharon's mum. Yeah. Her character is also. Um, Talk about yeah. you know a fully formed character. When we first meet meet her in the first portion, so the film is split into these three separate structures. Yeah. Um. The, these three separate periods of his life when he's a child and it's little. Yeah. When he's kind of a teenager, that's Sharon, and yeah. then as an adult, black. black. Yeah. Um. But when we first meet Mum, yeah, she seems perfectly lovely. Yes. She she he's stayed out all night. She's concerned about him. This guy brings him home and she's, she's dressed as a carer she's or dressed, a nurse. She's working for sure. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got like a work yeah. badge on. Um she seems dubious about um this guy that's brought her kid home. Whether at this point she's already taking drugs and she knows he's a dealer, I don't know. That yeah. wasn't kind of fully clear. But she seems she doesn't seem like a bad Mother, no, you know, not at all. Um, she brings him in. He comes in. She says, "You, you know, your your TV privileges are revoked. Go read a book." Yeah. And then the next time we see her, she's fallen into this drug dependent state. She has, yeah. And it just kind of gets worse from there on out. But but she's not just painted as that awful, you know, drug addled mother throughout the whole thing. No, there, there is nuance. It doesn't take away from the from the terrible, terrible way she's treating her child. Um, but there's more depth to her character than it just being, you know, this kind of hollow, drug-fueled yeah. mother. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think her performance is insanely good. Yeah, it's brilliant. I it mean, brilliant. I think everybody's is. She was, she was nominated for an Oscar, but she didn't win. And I tell you something, she should have won that Oscar. I agree with you. I think she should have done. She should have done. I should have checked who 
else she was nominated with. Yeah, to be fair, I probably should know. <laughs> Let's uh, not completely disregard whoever did win the Oscar yeah. that year. No, turn out some <laughs> drop-dead amazing performance and I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe she shouldn't have. But yeah. But I, come on, come on. It oh, was beautiful. It was it was an amazing performance. Um, th- Okay, so I want to say something else about performances in this film. Go for it. So as I've said, with the film being divided into three parts, we obviously yeah. have to, had to have three different actors playing the role of Sharon throughout, yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. I am amazed, and on my second viewing of it now, I'm even more amazed at the thread that these performances have managed to maintain throughout each chapter of this film. These are three different people, three different ages, yeah. and they have managed to encapsulate the same essence of a character in each of their separate sections. I think it's absolutely stunning, particularly um, the teenage and the adult version. Um, Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult when there's kind of quite a young child going going to sort of the adult version. But I thought the little nuances between those performances were outstanding. Yeah, I I actually think... It was done well at every level. I, I, I think, think it was done well at every level. I'm just saying particularly the, particularly the teenager to the adult was... But I think from the kid to the teenager was just as good. I would argue that all day long. I think the lad in the middle who played the teenager, whatever his name was... Let me check for you. Okay, you have a check while I'm talking. Ashton Sanders. All right, Ashton. He smashed it. He was still doing the quiet thing. I mean, they the director gave them amazing physical and psychological traits as such yeah to to carry one into the other yeah 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 so that was really cleverly done but i i just absolutely i thought that kid at the beginning in who played little wow i mean alex wow. Hibbert. <laughs> Okay. It's important that you know these people, are, you know, he's going to go on to do amazing things. Oh, I, I make no doubt. He will. I mean, let's be honest, you're not going to remember his name because you couldn't even remember the name of the film. I couldn't even remember I owned the film. So the chances of you remembering that Little was played by Alex R. Hibbert are very, very... True, true. <laughs> but it, his performances were just... I was blown away. I was mm. blown away. I have never felt as... What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of at one with a character. Conne- I, never felt I was going to so say connected. connected. I never felt so connected with a kid mm. in a story as I did with that kid. I think ever. some of the... And I did by no means live his life. No, no, not at all. Um, and I think some of the moments that, for me anyway, made me feel very connected Yeah. Um, was this... Show you ain't soft, and I'm 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 not a I'm not a boy, so I didn't get what? I didn't get this whole um, you know toxic yeah, masculinity yeah, yeah. crap. Um, but you know this idea that as a little boy you have to be a certain way, you have to show oh, yeah. you're not sh- soft, you have to you know stand up for yourself and fight, and 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 he's on the um, playing field with the rest of the kids, yeah. and he's kind of the outsider. He's standing to the side while they're all kind of roughhousing and playing yeah, yeah, around yeah. with this, you know football that looks like it's been made up out of paper and those moments of sort of quiet sort of off to the side he just doesn't fit in yeah um i think most of us can connect with that on some level um and it was just beautifully beautifully done and not the only thing that was beautifully done there is something i always have to give a shout out to and in this film it's going to get an Oscar-worthy, Oscar-winning, I bloody well hope you won an Oscar for it, sound design in this film. Yeah, I know you mean business because your arms are outstretched. Oh, they like are. Like you're out. praising the I skies. I am embracing <laughs> the world right now. Sound, okay, come on. This is your thing, isn't it? Sound and are music. Are you kidding me? What, you didn't notice it <laughs> No, of course I did, but Fucking don't get punchy. <laughs> well, honestly, the opening sequence where... You're introduced to the main character, one, and then you're introduced to the kid. You know, you see him running past one. So, I mean, this is such a beautiful opening. Oh, yeah. So, Sharon's getting chased um, by the bullies. And he runs past one. This is such a good opening sequence for a start. I mean, you've established every character in about four minutes. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. But the kid runs across the front Mm -hmm. of of one, getting chased by these kids. And... He dashes off and he runs in and he goes into what looks like a crack house, basically. He tries all these different doors. Yeah, like doors. sort of derelict flats, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, and he tries all these different doors and one's 
kind of unlocked, so he runs in, locks the door. Yeah. And the kids start bashing on the wood, just covering the windows and stuff. The sound inside mm-hmm. that room, it was so beautifully designed. Mm-hmm. It's so overpowering, so echoey. The sound of the stones hitting the windows, yeah. the bang, bang, bang on the thing. It was just so good, so powerful. You were in there as a viewer. It manipulated you so well. Mm. I was fucking scared. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's only three like an eight-year-old banging on the door. <laughs> but it reminds you when you were a kid yeah. and, you know, you got chased and didn't lead to bullying or anything like that. But, you know, it was just one of those days where some kids decide to take a like dislike to you yeah, and they yeah. chase you somewhere. And you'd be hiding and you'd be petrified mm. and all the sounds seemed heightened and, mm-hmm. and horrific. And that's exactly what they did there. And then they continued on. But more, more importantly, I can see you're sort of keen to jump in. I want you to, but... Is silence in this film. Ah, that's where I was going to go because there's two moments I'm thinking about where silence is used to... So many films... Brilliant dramatic effect. ...forget how important silence is in (laughs) in their films. You know, like... And I know sometimes you just do sort of sound and music all over the top of it to cover up problems, but... Or to try and force people to feel a certain way. And there's an argument for it, especially in action films. But this film uses silence so well as you said with the scene where his mother's screaming at him Mm. and you can't hear what she's saying no i mean he tells you later but you can't hear what she's saying and it's like it's oh it's it's so it's so powerful it's so much more powerful because you can't hear what she's saying and the look of the way it's lit the colors colors. she's 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 standing you just get his point of view looking at her and she's standing in the narrow corridor in in their apartment yeah and the 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 colours are beautiful yeah. and she screams at him and you can't hear no. what she said. But the vitriol, she looks like she is staring down the most hated person in her life. Yes, yeah, totally. I've never seen, like, if 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 your mother were to look at you like that, yeah. that that's it, folks. I oh, mean, totally. you would be utterly, utterly kind of devastated. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the use or the the, the lack of <laughs> the lack of hearing her in that scene is stunning. And again, an- yeah. another moment where we can't hear the dialogue yeah. because we're inside um, Chiron's head is in the second portion of the film when he's a teenager. Yes. Yeah. And he's been beaten up. Yeah. So he has had um, this moment with his friend Kevin on the beach yeah. where they kiss and then he gets a hand job from Kevin. Yeah. Um, and then they go into school. You made that sound very romantic. <laughs> but it was romantic, wasn't it? Well, it was, but you didn't make it sound that way, did you? Just got a hand job yeah, off just got a hand job on the beach. Oh, I thought I made it sound like, you know. Um, wow. Well, it was it was romantic. I know, but you didn't make it sound that way. I'm not a big romance person, so if I'm not blo- very good at delivering okay. romantic sentiment, to be honest. You know that. Yeah, but that's yeah. more of what a bloke would say. I've got a hand job on the beach. Well, how would not- you have described it? I don't know, but you've just... Right, let's make anyway. a note of that. Not romantic enough. What, you're not? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Not Write that romantic down. enough. Anyway, okay. get on the point. So, so, so um, ultimately, yeah. Kevin then beats up Chiron in school, having been taunted to do it by these bullies yeah, to prove that he's... Yeah, he's kind of forced to do it in a way. He's, yeah, he's, he's forced... He knows to, if he doesn't hear him, they'll kick the shit out of exactly. Kevin. Um, and then... Chiron is in the school office. His face is yep. mashed in. And um, I don't know whether she's the principal she's like the or the counsellor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and she's basically telling him, look, you need to say who this is. And he says, you don't, you know, you don't understand. And he breaks down and she carries on speaking. Yeah. Um, but he can't hear, like, we can't hear any of what she's saying because we're just inside his head and everything is kind of rushing. And he... His whole being is kind of crumbling inside. Yeah, I I think they do this time and time again with this use of sound and, and music as well. They do it at the end portion where he goes to see Kevin at work and Kevin's like, eat your meal mm. and the door mm. dings, some people leave and you just hear the traffic from mm. outside the door, which you wouldn't be able to hear because you're inside uh, Black's head. Mm. And then... Sorry, I'm just using the name of the character at that point. Yeah, so, so he's black at that point, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've got the bit where he's swimming earlier and they use silence there as well. 
it's just so beautifully done, but more as well, it's the blend of it with the music. Mm. The music is like this combination of kind of soul, rap, and classical. Mm. Now, I think personally, and you sound like such a twat, but I think rap music is completely underrated in terms of its emotional value, in terms of what it conveys of life and of people's experience of life and I think it's completely undervalued I think it's really on a par with classical music so I think the blending of the two is absolutely fantastic look at the look of your oh your I'm just eyes. saying what a bold statement well no I do because I don't I know think... anything about rap music no, I'm I don't a 43 know a year old white woman yeah I don't know a lot <laughs> I don't know a call I've, I you know I'm old school I listen to Snoop Dogg and I listen <laughs> to Buster Rhymes and all those people I'm not but the fact is it has and in a kind of life reflection, it has an emotion to it. I was going to say emotion. That yeah, I yeah. equate with classical music. Yeah. You play the two, they're sort of very, they resonate through you. You know, there's a lot of bass in rap music mm. that will physically move you, mm. you know, and, and classical music's the same. But the use of the two together, mm. Mm. Um, it's just phenomenal. Even little things like the bell dinging on the door starts the music the building and on yeah. the door stops the, the music. music yeah and it's just all this very emotionally driven music that is so beautiful and so reflective of life i, I just i it's a fucking amazing <laughs> fact that is the most uneducated argument i've made for anything oh, i don't know that sounded pretty I good don't know. you uh, are the music man yeah but i did sound a bit like duh, duh, duh. i know <laughs> there's what nothing I'm trying like to having say. a bit of confidence in yourself no Brian. but you i know inside i could explain this so well i wish i could have everyone... a group of students on harvard square listening to me going yeah man yeah man but i've not done it and I, oh it's infuriating and then don't get me started on the colours. Don't get me started on the colours. I wish people could see you now because oh. the passion that you're putting into this, it's a good job I'm not sitting closer because I would be black and blue by all these arms but flying all over the place. This film is a fucking work of art. It's a work of art. It is a true life story. It is really unbelievable. The framing, the costume, the production design, the sound, the acting, the casting, everything. The sound manipulation, the the storytelling, the use of dialogue. I mean, it's just so well done. The nervousness between Kevin and uh, Sharon or Black at the end. The yes, nervousness. I know. It's, it's brilliantly, brilliantly. Where he tells him, you're the only man that's ever touched me. Oh, my goodness. Heartbreaking. Just, yeah, my heart broke. It's like, oh, you poor fucker. You deserve to have someone else touch you. Do you know what I mean? And to end with them just hugging and the little boy... There again, it's just that yeah. beautiful well, moment of he's, he's back a to being again. that yeah. child again. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. The the two amazing. the two moments of kind of oh, um, and costume as well. By the way, costume, especially yeah. when he was a teenager. Yeah. I was that poor fucker in ill-fitting jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And weird shoes. They weren't shit. No, no, no. But, exactly. He wasn't dressed shit, but, but he wasn't dressed, dressed like everybody else. He wasn't dressed like everybody else. And it also, oh. as a teenager, the the way that they dressed him made him look even sort of taller and lankier yep. and kind of more vulnerable yeah really totally um but just coming back to what you said there about um what at the end um black says to kevin yeah you're you're the only man who's ever touched me yeah that is probably one of the most heartbreaking moments in Absolutely. cinema that i've ever Absolutely. ever encountered um and the other piece of dialogue I, I wrote down earlier in the first portion of the film when we're, yeah. get, when we're getting Little's story is um, when Juan explains to him, at some point, you've got to decide who you're going to be. You can't let someone else make that decision for you. Yeah. I mean, that is the crux of the whole film, isn't it? 100%. It is. Who, who are you going to be? And that is what grounds this film in everybody's reality. Yeah. Because that's that's something that we can all kind of get on board with and relate to and it's it's just absolutely stunning and those two moments I think just stand out in this film for yeah, me yeah 100% I find it such an emotional roller coaster. this film it, I remember seeing it at the cinema and you know it's one of those you come out of the cinema there's very few films in life you come out of the cinema and you think I just want to have a drink and yeah. I just want to have a minute in silence just to think about what I've seen yeah to just process what you've actually yeah. just witnessed this is like staring at a beautiful painting in a uh, gallery 
you know, like there's the odd painting you'll see and you go, fuck. Yeah. And you just stop and mm. you stare at it because it just draws you in. It's exactly what this film does for me. You're having a Cameron moment. A ca- yeah. In yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking, what? A camera moment? No, a Cameron, Cameron. moment. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But it's that bizarre feeling of it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. You just want to stare at it and take it all in and then have 20 minutes at the end to just, shit, that's life. That's everything. That's art reflecting life. Wow, that's the second time we've used it in two weeks. I love it. But before I get even more animated, because I can see my hands flinging around all over the place. I know. I think you need a little chance to I need cool a little, off. I need a little break. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I need to regain myself. Yes. So maybe we should do... Nerd alert. Is this my time to shine? Polish my badge. So while Brian takes a little break and calms himself down from all that animation, I'm going to give you some uh, lovely facts about the stunning film Moonlight. On a budget of 1.5 million, this film grossed 65.3 million at the box office. Naomi Harris played Paula, Chiron's mum, and she shot her scenes in just three days. Moonlight was filmed in Miami, Florida, and it was filmed in locations that the director and writer had previously lived. Terrell Alvin McCraney wrote the story on which this screenplay was based, and he wrote it back in 2003 when he was an aspiring playwright after his mother's death. Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, wrote the screenplay in Brussels. Friends had told him that it's the most boring place in Europe, so he would face no distractions. He wrote the first draft within 10 days. The composer... Nicholas Brittle, went on to compose for Barry Jenkins' next film, If Beale Street Could Talk. And do you all remember the Oscar mix-up when La La Land was named Best Picture winner at the 2017 Academy Awards? Apparently, it was because Warren Beatty was given the duplicate Best Actress envelope and it had Emma Stone, La La Land written in. The Best Picture envelope is now on display at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in L.A. Thank you, Sinead. That was a much-needed break for me. And they're cool facts. I agree about Brussels. Even though I think there's some cool places I, to go in Brussels. I, I've been a few times. I've been to Brussels. I didn't think it was that boring. I had well, a nice no, time. But you've got less distraction than you'd have in other major European cities. Let's well, yeah, that's true. If you're not a drinker, what yeah, would you do? I was going to say, actually, I've been to Brussels. I've sat on the square and, yeah. and drunk and drunk and eaten. And drank, eat, eat, and drank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drunk beer and eating snails. Um, Shout out to the Delirium Tremens Cafe, though. There. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, can I give you one more fact? It's for all those super techies out there. Oh, yeah, we like a super techie. Oh, we do like super a super techie, techie moment. Um, so apparently this was a single camera shoot. Wow, yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, and the three acts that yeah. the film's divided into, um, they wanted to emulate three different types of film stock. Right. Um, and so the colourist had the first part um, emulate Fuji, yeah. which gave it warmer tones. I did think that at the time. Yeah. Exactly. The second part um, emulate Agfa, which would add a greenish-blue hue okay. to the to the film. Um, and then the third act, um, Kodak, for more pop and shine. <laughs> pop and shine. Now, that's for all you techies out there. Nice. I hope I you enjoyed that. Don't tell you... Don't come and tell me that I never give you anything. Yeah, I won't. Don't you I worry. might include a little technical fact in in every uh, nerd alert from yeah. here on out. I had a little... Beep, 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 beep. Oh, I want to keep, keep the nerds happy out Do there. It. Look, at the risk of me getting over the top about everything I adore about this film, let's go to fun, some little moments that I thought were cool. First things first. No, I thought you were going to say bad then. I was going to say, no, Christ, no, no, you've no, changed no, no, the tune. No, 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 there's nothing bad in this film. Fact. First things first. Uh, one, the original drug dealer. Yes. His car. Uh, want. Oh, okay. What was I his, want car? his car? It was a black car. You know, I don't blue. know anything about car. It wasn't oh, black. it wasn't even black. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know anything about cars. They have four wheels. They move. What more do you need to know? I don't understand fascination with cars. Right. Uh, you had a blue car. Any, anything else I should know about it? No. <laughs> anyway, it was brilliant. I want that what, car. Why, what, and I got to have to buy a crown for the dashboard of my car. No. What? So you can look like a drug dealer? Yeah. Totes. Okay. Well, oh, my God. You've used the word totes. There you go. <laughs> Write it down. No. What sort of car was he driving? I think it was a Lincoln. Oh, but okay. Quite a entire, long, long Yeah, long, long of, bonnet. Yeah. But I can't be entirely sure. I'm sure the millions of listeners 
We'll be more than happy to write in and tell me. Come on, nerds. Let us know on Instagram yeah. what, what car he was let driving. Um, secondly, the chef special. So Kevin said, come on down. I'll make you the chef I'll special. I'll make you the chef special. At the end of the film, so yeah. So he drives all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to Miami. Correct. That's a significant drive as far as How I'm aware. How long would that take? Probably about, well, I think it's probably over a thousand miles. Right. So a significant journey. It's worth it for the chef special, right? Not when you see it. <laughs> it looked quite good what it was a lump of rice yeah lovely what looked like a lump of grey meat with some grey onion on the top and some black beans oh I thought Mm. they were berries were they black beans yeah I thought they were berries Mm, delish thanks for letting me drive for 10 hours to come and eat that crap and a plastic (laughs) mug of red wine by the way one of the most romantic scenes ever on film I have to say it was actually beautiful, so yeah. I'm just messing about before everybody writes in. <laughs> but, oh my God, oh my God, that would look like a shit meal. I, I, I would think never you're eat being... there. I'm not eating Oh, you're Jerry's. so full of crap. I would love to you eat You would love to eat there. You that love an Jerry's. American diner. I do adore American. The best thing in the world is when they walk over with that glass jug of coffee oh, yeah. and just pour it. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, keep them coming, yeah. sister. No, I'm with you. I'm oh. with you. Um, okay, I've got a I've got a question here. Go on. It's about American culture. Do does I mean you know me? <laughs> you are the authority. Well, I in, am. in this house, you're the, you're the, the authority. authority. Um, does nobody in America own a kettle? No. Why what is would wrong they? with these? What do you mean? How are you making your tea? How are you making your tea? Right. You've so just answered the, the reason. <laughs> the reason that I ask this is because in the first portion of the film, yeah. Little comes home from school yeah. and heartbreaking. He walks in. Mum is clearly hocked the TV because yeah. it's no longer where it should be. And he goes to make himself. Didn't a, pick up on that. Did you not? No. Yeah, he 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 um, opens the door oh, I wondered why he and he stares yeah. at the wall and there's a plug socket and the TV's I gone. I did wonder why he did that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he goes to run himself a bath. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm loving this kid. I, um, I, I, every time I have a bath, will boil the kettle probably around three times. To be honest, Sinead, if you could have a kettle element <laughs> at the bottom of the bath to keep it continually bubbling, boiling, you I would. I would love it. It's like she takes off two layers of skin. <laughs> it's just flesh that gets out of the bath. Like a snake. Oh, um, but, you know, yes, you know, I boil the kettle probably two or three times to, yeah. to help warm, warm the bath. I love spending the extra three pounds just so <laughs> oh, you can have a slight tight <laughs> Well, now we're in a bloody crisis, so maybe that won't be happening. Crisis! Um, but he... He doesn't do that because presumably he has no kettle. He's got like a massive silver cooking pot that he f- that he boils on the hob. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, when Kevin is making um, some tea for himself. Green and, tea. And, yeah. Again, oh. saucepan on the hob. Saucepan on the hob. Look, I don't want to bring about a revolution. Yes. But I need to be going over to the States and selling kettles. I'd make my fortune. You wouldn't because they don't use them. They use a coffee maker for their coffee and right. they don't drink Tea. Well, I think that's crap. I think there's a lot of people in the States that would benefit from a all kettle. Right, all right, all right. So let me just stop you here because we're arguing about something we have no knowledge of. We are basing it on one film. Mm, okay, well, every film we watch from now on, I'm going to check if there's a kettle in the kitchen scene. Well, please do. But it is a film. Mm. You know, not every English home has cups and saucers. Any, not any every... American friends out there, let us know. Does anybody own a kettle? Yeah. Not every English house has a butler. <laughs> of course do they do. I mean? Do they not? What? Who answers the door? No, there are people in poorer areas that <laughs> don't. Sinead. Imagine having to answer the door yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> how awful. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Talking to that opening scene with the kid having the bath. Yeah. With little. That whole sequence. It's Barry, right? The director. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins, you're you're fucking amazing and you should have far more than 16 credits to your name as a director. I Maybe it's personal choice, but you should have hundreds. I have never felt loneliness the yeah. way he portrays it for that poor little boy at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. I mean, like, just soul empty yeah. loneliness. Looking after himself. And... Jesus Christ. Heartbreaking. And 
And also then when he's a teenager and he's um, on his way to school and he's crossing uh, across the green near the flat and his mum comes striding across the lawn to him and she's basically like, where have you been? Where have you been? I've I've locked myself out. You need to let me back in. And then she basically... Yeah, she just wants money. Yeah, then she basically steals money from him and sort of abuses him and... Yeah. Yeah. And the little things later on where she's like, you know, you don't love me kind of thing. I love you. It's all this Mm. manipulative shit he has to deal with all the time. It's horrible. Horrible. But beautifully done, by the way. Just beautifully done. I love it. Everybody, just go and watch the fucking thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Just go and watch it. Does that mean that we need to give it our VHS scores? Yeah, I think we do. I think it's important to do that. I think it's part of the format. (laughs) We've done it every other week. We're not going to change it now. Okay, so do you want me to start? That's that's the way we do things around here. So... I just love it. For me, and it is only me, this is perfection. This is a Caravaggio of films. This is beautifully shot, beautifully constructed, beautifully acted. The sound, the colours, the framing, the storytelling, the costume. I mean, this is fucking perfection in every way, shape or form. And I don't care where you're from, what your background is, whether you're straight or gay, black or white, whether you've lived in the projects or you live in bloody Knightsbridge, you should appreciate this film and you can relate to this film. And with that in mind, it gets five VHS tapes. If I could give it five and a half, I fucking would. This is a five VHS VHS tape film, 100% front to back. And anyone who disagrees with me, I'll make a kid fight with you in the street. <laughs> okay. I mean, that that ended on a peculiar note. Well, I was trying to reflect a bit in the film, but <laughs> then that kind of went wrong because I'm a 47-year-old man. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Five VHS tapes out of five. This did not put a foot wrong. It tells a amazingly personal, touching, yet understandable, relatable emotional story can we give it a special mention to lift it above goodfellas did did goodfellas get i think goodfellas got a 10 see this is why i don't usually like to give five out of five i know it's difficult isn't it i mean it can definitely get a special mention it can get a five star let's do it should we give it a five star star. i i just think every element of the film is crafted so beautifully that it comes together in a way that transcends other films i really really do think and i think um that final performance um by trevante rhodes um as black yeah um absolutely consolidated everything that came before and completely broke my heart yeah it's completely circular it's completely heartbreaking it's completely life-affirming in the same way it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And by the way, if this doesn't make it into that stupid Library of Congress film thing, <laughs> then there really no. But then there really is a problem with Watts. I don't know who's choosing that. Crap. I don't know who's choosing it. But that, this, that, those, them. How many different words can I use? This film needs to be in that bloody library. I completely agree, and I'm glad that I stuck with this as my choice this week. So am I. Because as I said, given other events that occurred. I'll be circling back to this other film that I'm now thinking about. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it nearly got nudged out for a film that... But, Sinead, always check my Blu-ray collection before you... Uh... Oh, you're unbelievable, man. You're unbelievable. This, I, the, the problem is, right, wow. this is only going to get worse as, as we get older. My hands have stopped. Now Sinead's well, hands is, are moving. It? it is. Yeah. This, this, where are my keys? Where are my keys? It's only, it's only going to get worse from here on out. So, on that um, note... <laughs> no, yeah. I think we're going to move on to reasons to dump Reasons to dump you. So the first reason to dump you... Go on. ...occurred in the intro to this episode. I'm not fucking about these days. I tell you we're going to watch Moonlight and I get a two-minute <laughs> questioning of, oh, is it that Bruce Willis TV show or is it that film with the woman in front of the moon? Okay, yeah. So... That's what they would call a faux pas. Your memory is a reason to dump you because I can't be dealing with this for the rest of my life. Oh, well. Number two. Yes. I was talking about 
the transition of the different actors from from child to teenager to adult. Yes. And all I was saying was, I particularly thought that the shift from teenager to adult was was beautifully, stunningly done. It was. And and you started telling me, oh no, the 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 kid to the teenager was great as well, and started acting as if I'd never said that that wasn't good. Well, you hadn't. I I had. I was just focused on something else. But you decided you were going to turn it into something else. So that's my second reason. We've just established I have no mind. You need to establish these things early doors. Reason three. Bloody hell, we're still going. Apparently I'm not romantic enough. No, well, you're not. I've got a job on a bench. I didn't say it like that. (laughs) Not romantic enough. Well, you're not. I mean, there's romance pouring out of me. Cool, can't you tell? I made you dinner last night. Whoop. Black um, beans, rice, and grey meat. <laughs> yeah. Chef special. Nice. Um, and the fourth reason to dump you, yep. and perhaps the only reason that anybody ever needs... Oh, wow. Okay, so I've got four from a film I loved. Yeah, go on. You, you used I'm the word totes. Up. Yeah, well, that deserved <laughs> it. Yeah, to be fair. So, goodbye, sayonara, so long, farewell. I'm just trying to bring our podcast to the younger viewer. I don't think the younger viewer is even Listener, using the word totes anymore. I, I think that's gone. I think that's... Younger than our listeners. <laughs> yes. You know, our listeners amount to probably two friends and one of our parents. No, not even one of our parents. So, you know, <laughs> None you... of our parents. Yes, yeah, exactly. How do you get a podcast? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Sinead. That was an amazing film and uh, a brilliant way to spend a day. Yes, thank you. Thank you for watching it with me. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, I think... Actually, undoubtedly, the best film we have watched so far. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. When it comes to film, this is a piece of art. Big shoes to fill next week. Yep. Good luck. Yeah, I'll try my best. You're going to (laughs) need So that was Reasons to Dump You. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed, please do subscribe and rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. And as usual, she's been Sinead and I've been brilliant. And... um, (laughs) I love that. That's going to be my new thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's great. It's just giving people yeah. a lot of sympathy with me. Yeah, absolutely. But if you see us in the street, don't forget to congratulate us on a great job. And, um, yeah, I suppose we'll see you next time. If you're on the old Instagram, follow us at Instagram underscore. No, that's not right. No, it's not. <laughs> follow <laughs> us on Instagram underscore pod. <laughs> we own the whole of Instagram. <laughs> no, maybe try reasons underscore pod. That'll, yeah. that'll do it. Cool. Thank you, Sinead. See you next time. Thank you, Brian. Bye. Bye.